Blog Talk Radio. It's going down. This is Jeff McConnell, a.k.a. Zen Rhino. I'm joined today with Cage Side Submissions host, Stephen Reichel. This is episode 24 of the Damage Report live radio. How you doing there, Steve? Oh, I'm hanging in there, Get, getting me up on destroying my beauty sleep today, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, 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 like me, you need it maybe, uh, but... uh. Uh, no, I, I won't say that. You're you're a, you're a handsome man, a handsome man. But uh, I, I do appreciate that. Like I said, uh, um, unfortunately, uh, last night I got a text message from uh, the usual co-host Ted Check. Said he wasn't going to be able to make it. So uh, I was grateful. I shot that out. You were in the middle of your show. It was an amazing show last night. Just I don't want to throw that out there. And I, I was yeah, grateful was that you texted back one. right away. It's definitely interesting when you have a get, when you have a, a a caller call in to talk talk smack to Lauren Murphy. It was definitely interesting. I, and and that's just crazy. I mean, I I wanted I wanted to call in, but I was like, no no no. Lauren's a big girl. She handled herself really well. I mean, but Lauren Murphy is is a sweetheart. I mean, she's a badass in the cage, but she's a sweetheart in real life. I mean, I, I told you about that. I mean, when she was on the show here, she didn't have to do the show the day that she did. She could have easily backed out of it. I mean, she's like two hours behind us, so it was like 9 o'clock her time. She was taking her kid to the airport, I guess, so he could go spend time with his father. And... You know, she was dealing with that. At one point, I had to do some commentary while she was taking him through the the check the TSA checkpoint and stuff. I mean, she could have easily just said, you know what, hey, I I can't do it. I got I got to deal with my son. But she was a, a she went above and beyond the call of duty. She was a total professional. And why anybody would want to give her any crap is just I mean, it makes me want to choke slam a person is what it is. I mean, but. but I refrained. I just sat back and I was grinding my teeth the whole time, and, and it was like, "Yeah, just get him, Lauren. Just get him." But yeah, I mean, well, no, like, uh, it was I, last night. Is, is after, after his second comment, I kind of just put him back in queue and let him hear what Lauren yeah. had to say, and, and everyone had to say. Uh, I still have yeah, to. He just, hung up. He hung up before she she laid out that she's gonna. She's gonna send him a signed glove with uh, a <laughs> after she punches Liz in the face with it. <laughs> I mean, so. that's just kind of see. He, it, 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 you know, he was more interested in being. You know, people are fearless when they think no one can actually get a hold of them like that over the internet on a, you know, a radio show. They think they're anonymous like and they're. That's, that's the first time I've ever had something like that happen to me on air. But literally, yeah, like I, was crazy. I totally agree with Lauren. Like, dude, that dude's got a set on him, man, because n- normally, like, I mean, no, one, no, yeah. one, no one would say it verbally. Like, you see a lot of people, they'll, they'll write whatever and say whatever that way, but to actually say it verbally, yeah. well, set on him, so. I guess he was assuming she didn't have caller ID or an NSA satellite to track him to his location, so, you know, <laughs> people can still be there. 
before we get into a little bit more, I want to handle some business here quick. I got to you know give a shout out to Eddie the Dude Dowd. He's uh, the owner of MMABarn.org, and you know he, we got a little partnership going on with him. If you go to shop.mmabarn.org, you can find amazing products that he has there, great quality, reasonable prices. But if you enter the promo code Damage, that's D A M M A G E you will get free shipping. So you get quality products, good prices, free shipping. And so go check out shop.mmabarn.org. So before we get into the main topics, uh, I just want to – I'm going to let you do – because I know you, you've you been posting about Global Proving Ground. So I'll, I just want to mention one promotion here in the western part of the state that's coming up. It's, it's next month, a couple weeks from now, but I always got to give a shout-out and show some love to Gladiators of the Cage. Robert Joseph, and uh, I think it's called Epic Leap Entertainment is the name of the company that actually runs uh, Gladiators of the Cage. But those guys are amazing. Dan Bogan is the uh, the announcer extraordinaire. He's an amazing guy. He always gives a uh, shout-out to the Damage Report whenever they have an event. Those guys are just top-notch. And they're having uh, event number 16 is coming up on the 14th of March. It's kind of like they're, it's pre-St. Patrick's Day, but it's got a Patrick, St. Patrick's Day theme. And um, I'm excited because Dominic, the Honey Badger Mazada, is going to be in the main event against a very tough Brandon Seiler. And it's going to be for the Bantamweight title. Uh, some of the other, uh, it, it's a really good uh, fight card. They're, they're bringing in some new talent, but some of the other people that, uh, I just I'll just mention the names real quick rather than get too in depth. Uh, but there's like Dan Kakuta, um Jake Anderson. Um, the really good one is Rich Cantalina is making his pro debut. He uh, made the jump from Phantom uh, Weight Amateur up to uh, professionals. He's making his pro debut. And uh, shout out to to Rich. Uh, there's fighters like Jonathan Kaufman, Jonas Rubiano, um, Jacob Kozrowski. There's just I mean, Pennsylvania, you know, from the you're being in the eastern part of the state, there are some big name fighters that are coming out, like your buddy Paul Felder. And Pittsburgh is is also getting some people in there. We got Dempsey's about ready to fight Eddie Truck Gordon in New Jersey. So I just I like to pay a little homage to the uh, the local promotions here in Pennsylvania that are doing it right and sending those fighters up to the next level. So with that said, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'll let you give a shout out to your sponsors, anyone that you have there, and I'm gonna let you uh, talk about if you want to give a shout out to Global Proving Ground because I know you've been posting about them. I think isn't yeah, Helen Lopez doing the match Helen's amazing. Definitely going to be checking them out uh, uh, Saturday night, regardless of uh, weather or snow. It's only like a like a like a 15 minute drive from uh, my house to the, to the venue, so. I'll be I'll be there Saturday night one way or another, you know. Sweet. Uh, yeah, GPG eighteen, uh Victorium four, uh not sure, uh I just had another uh another fight get canceled on him. Um Joe Stripling's fight with uh I guess uh Keith Bell got crap. Oh. There was some some uh some uh legal issues wow. that that couldn't have been resolved or something like that. It's kinda unfortunate that this it's like the second event in a row. Where they had one of the one of their top billing fights kind of get uh, canceled on them. Mm-hmm. You know, last time out it was uh, Anton Anton Burzin, another another local guy from the area. Uh, you know, was on uh, season nineteen of the Ultimate Fighter. Was trying to get a fight going mm-hmm. there and just couldn't get it done. 
You know, it's uh, that's one of the things you you, you have to deal with in this sport is uh, last-minute injuries and uh, stuff like that. But uh, this, this yeah. is, uh, you know, as you know, like they've been doing this thing about uh, uh, like having their events have like a, a like a charity meeting behind it, and this one is uh, fighters against uh, spousal abuse. So uh, you know, if yeah. you're in the uh, tri-state area, about global like, food. Yeah. You know, if you're in the area tw- the 21st, you know, come check us out. Come and check them out. You know, they ha- like what I actually liked about the latest event, on top of everything else, was that uh, you know they had uh grappling matches after after the uh, the pro fights. You know, there was mm-hmm. even a a couple uh, a couple uh, of uh, female judicas in there. You know, made, would have made Jeff proud. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I was I was I was watching your posts. I was. You know, I even got the the results of my post about on my page, and yeah, definitely, I was excited. If I understand though, from uh, I think from what Helen said, is they're trying to get away from the the professional grappling and the professional judo matches, which I'm sad to hear that because I mean, a I wanted to try it, and b you know that, that's <laughs> helping to you know having I, mean, I, I can do it. I'm a little out of shape well, no, and overweight. I, I, I hear was, you. I was advocated because how could you get an experience like that? You know, Saturday night you're at a bit, you're at a you're at a venue where, where professional fighters are, you know, getting the field, being put, put in the cage, and, uh, you know, having people watch you perform at that age, I think is invaluable. You know, maybe oh, it's something that they'll, they'll yeah, do that's... a separate event for all together, keep it away from their martial arts portion of it. But I agree. I, I think it's I something hope they, they, do. Should, uh, I mean... they should look into keeping it around in some way, shape, or form. Oh, d- uh, definitely. Like I said, because that's... Like I said, that's just that. If you're giving people other things, if they're seeing a professional grappling match, you know, BJJ, or if they're seeing a professional judo match, in addition to MMA, that, that just brings more people in. You know, it widens the tent, as they say. And, that, you know, that's always a good thing. You bring more people in. You know, it was the way, like, I was involved. I helped out with the local promotion here. And they also, had, the, the previous owner used to have a professional wrestling promotion. Now, I, I mean, from a kid's point, you know, when I was younger, I was really into that. Not so much as an adult, but I can appreciate it. But he cross-promoted so well that he brought fans in from the professional wrestling over to the MMA events and vice versa. And it was, you know, it, it made money both ways. You know, it was one hand was watching the other. And so there's, when you can cross-promote with somebody, it, it's, it helps both sides. Kind of like today, you know, you're helping me out. You know, I'm willing to help out you anytime. It helps both cage side submissions and the damage support. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I got Rachel over here trying to call me while I'm talking to you. <laughs> uh, hey, Rachel's amazing. I'll tell you what, that, that's one of the things. Before I get into about your show, really, I'll let you talk about cage side submissions. I just wanted to say that's a shame that you said about the Joe Strickland Keith Bell fight is going away. I know Keith Bell. You know, I'm a fan of his. He's an amazing player. I remember whenever he fought um, Zoo the first time, and it was that head kick KO, and then, you know, Zoo returned the favor and uh, knocked him out. And, you know, so that's anytime Keith Bell gets in the cage, it's exciting. So that, that's that's a shame that that here. But, but uh, yeah, I'll give you a moment here. Why don't you tell us about cage side submissions? You know, you, you kind of hinted at it earlier with uh, what went down last night between the caller and Lauren. But uh, talk about that and your uh, – is is Rachel your your is she the full time co host or is she just filling in? No, she's uh uh me and her have had a had a several several talks over the last uh few weeks. 
And uh, it seems like uh, Rachel's going to be uh, staying on. You know, there's no interim status go- going on here. You know, I don't even want to call her a co-host because she's been doing this longer than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. yeah, Rachel's uh, Rachel's now a uh, full-time, uh, you know, uh, host on uh, Kate's side submissions. No more uh, no more nonsense in, in the, that aspect, that area of the show. Um yeah, last I mean, night was a good show. Yeah, we had uh, we had uh, Philippe Nover on. You know, couldn't be more happier for for, for that guy. He's back in the back in the UFC, and to to top it off, he's getting to fight in uh, in the Philippines, which is what he was he was really pushing for. And he didn't really have to push too hard to get it, which is something that that you know I like to see because Philippe's a stand up guy, regardless of uh, what, you know. How good of a martial artist is he's a he's a certified nurse he does he does MMA because you know for the love of it he you know he he even stated last night still to this day he gets offers to go around to different parts of the country and uh, you know in the medical field so he does this out of love um, had a uh, a local girl from uh, from uh, Daniel Grace's gym uh, uh, Bridget Grace she's uh, Making her last amateur uh, fight for Cage Fury uh, on the 28th, and she'll be turning pro. You know, it's kind of rough, uh, you know, being a uh, Daniel Gracie purple belt before you even turn pro. So she's going to have some issues finding fights as she goes along. And we know, all know how hard that is for, for girls in, in this area to have fights and be able to keep opponents. So we'll sure. see how, how that goes. I mean, Obviously, Lauren. Obviously, Lauren Murphy with uh, you know uh, coming off the uh, the uh, split decision loss to uh, Sarah McMahon is going to look to make a statement against Liz Carmouche in uh, in, in her next fight in the octagon. Um, and our final guest was uh, Tandem McCurry, and I, I just love that guy, dude. He just doesn't, you know, he uh, yeah. he speaks his mind. He says what he's got to say. I mean, he's a little reserved because I'm sure there's some things that are bouncing around in there. Inside of uh, inside of his brain that uh, the, the the public don't want to hear, but there was a lot of points that he was stating last night that I really agreed upon, and I'm sure that if if you were listening, Jeff, there was something that mm-hmm. struck a chord with you too, with uh, people being handed kind of handed uh, you know fights and uh, situations inst- uh, based off of uh, popularity over you know merit, so. Oh, yeah, that's that's like I hate that. Yeah. Like I said, I I, I post it on there. I I regularly listen. Sometimes I don't get to pay attention to the whole show because I'm doing like five things at once. I'm researching online or I'm watching TV and, you know, I got my, you know, I usually have my earphone in and I I listen. And it's it's a great show. You know, I'm grateful you asked me to come help out sometimes. You're willing to, you know, like, Today you popped on and you're helping me out when I needed so definitely check out Cage Side Submissions. Um, are you doing more than one show a week or is it just a Thursday night show? Because that's it's Thursday, just a Thursday night honest, show. Thursday right now. Night. Like, I'm, I'm even I'm even debating on you know I might want to want to move to like Sunday nights or something like that. But it, it's all mm-hmm. up to Rachel. Rachel likes Thursdays. <clears throat> you know she likes the time and day. So I might just leave it there. You never know. Oh, yeah. I could wind up popping up and doing another one on on, on Sunday too. Yeah, that's like like I floated the the thought out there yesterday. I wanted to do a, another show, but not about mixed martial arts or combat sports. I wanted to do it about like 
football, you know, because I want to talk about my Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, Penn State, the Alpine Curve, uh, my high school. The Screw the Penguins. <laughs> well, at least, you know, definitely one talk. The only thing we're going to be talking about the Flyers is if we talk about how they suck. <laughs> I just had to bring that up because I know you're a Philly fan, but hey, maybe I'll bring you on. I mean, because I'm, I'm floating the, the title maybe be like either Pennsylvania Sports Breakdown or Pennsylvania Sports Line, something like that. So maybe I guess I have to include our brothers to the east, you know, out there in uh, Philly. I mean, Philly. I was going to say Philadelphia, but no. I'm, I but believe black and gold is hard to man. <laughs> but, yeah, that's like I said, it's, I, I don't want to get too much ahead of myself. It's, doing one show can be hard enough. Like I said, I felt bad. I was sick for a couple of weeks. Last week was just superstition. I didn't want to do a show on Friday the 13th, but it's hard. So I don't want to, like you said, you know, about – I don't want to – get into more than I can handle right away, but it's definitely something I'd like to do because I love being on the air. I love talking about sports in general. Definitely love talking about MMA and combat sports. So, so well, well, yeah, while we're, we're doing that, why don't we get into it? It's coming up, the big one, UFC 184. Um, there's so much we can talk about, but I really just want to get into the main event and the co-main event. Um, what are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey versus Kat Zingano? And do you have a pick at this point? I mean, I I, I definitely have a pick, and I definitely have, have like several points in this fight. You know, you would mentioned something mm-hmm. about uh, what what Cat had said uh, during the countdown show. I had stopped watching the countdown shows a long time ago. It just seemed kind of uh, repetitive for me at that point in time. Um, but you mentioned that Cat had basically had looked at no film on Ronda whatsoever for this fight. And I, I agree with you. I think that that's a fatal mistake. You don't give your opponent anything, and, and it leave them have any surprises for you once you step in that cage. I think that could be a recipe for disaster. The other thing that that cat already puts herself in a hole in is she is a notoriously slow starter, and Ronda mm-hmm. comes out of the gates higher than the freaking the the sun. So yeah, uh, like like if it makes it out of the first round, I think it's the fight everyone expects it to be. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't make it out of that first round, I think we know which way that fight went. And uh, either way, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, Ronda Rousey will retain her title. It's not that I don't think Captain mm-hmm. is up to par. I actually do believe that she is the the, uh, the toughest, most well-rounded fighter. That Ronda's face to date. The question is, is uh, is like the same question with everyone. Can you get her out of that first round? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, well, and, and, and and like with Misha Tate, but, Misha got her out of the first round, but that still didn't matter. But yeah, well, she didn't get her out of the ro- first round. Ronda carried her out of the first round. Let, yeah. let's be she let's survived until. Yes, yeah, she yeah, survived. It was, it was like, like one said, of those things know, where. Where the cat has the mouse stuck on, uh, you know, stuck its claw in its paw, and he's just play- and she's just playing with it. She's just tapping along until yeah. she does what she wants to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you hinted to what I said. I posted a, a commentary on Facebook yesterday, and and I stand by that. I mean, uh, I respect Cat. I like her a lot. I just feel she's doing herself a great disservice. You got to at least look at some video or have somebody do it for you, like how. Um, Tyrone Woodley has uh, has uh, Dean Thomas look at his videos and break it down and show the tendencies. You have to have somebody doing that so that you know what the unexpected could be. 
I mean, you can't say you're expecting the unexpected if you have no clue what the unexpected might even be at all. And, you know, and in contrast to that, Rhonda said, you know, she's training for the very best Kat Zingano possible so that even if Kat does everything perfectly, it's still not going to matter because Rhonda's going to win. And that, and that's the better way. You know, you got to have your eyes open on that. And But, you know, I like you, you said, I agree with what you said. Kat Zingano is going to be the toughest opponent to date. But regardless of whether we hear and still – or and new, what Bruce Buffer is really basically saying, in my opinion, is congratulations, now you're going to get Jessica I to whoever ends up walking out of there with the, the belt. And yeah. I really feel yep. that that's – Jessica was hinting, uh, you know, she sent me a letter whenever she sent me some signed cards. Thank you, Jess, by the way, that she's going to have some fun news to announce soon. And they haven't announced a fight for her yet, you know, like you were Lauren Murphy got a, a fight announcement real quick uh, after her fight, but Jessica hadn't. I really think that they're waiting till the end of this fight to do kind of like what they announced with uh, Cub Swanson, Max Holloway. I think they got Jessica waiting in the wings for whoever has that belt. I don't, you know, I don't have any inside information. That's just my my intuition. But I, really I do have inside information, but it's uh, it's off the record, and I'm just wait. You know, everyone just wait till after this fight. You'll hear what's going on next with Jess. Yeah. I, I <laughs> and Jess, I, 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 she has an open invitation to come on, but I really think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be basically congratulations. Oh, by the way, this is your reward. You're going to have a very hungry, a very determined, and a very motivated Jessica Evil Eye, and look out. <laughs> because Kat may be uh, Ronda's best, uh, most toughest challenge so far, but it's a whole other story whenever, cause, you know, uh, whenever I talk with Jess, with you on, on your show, she's, she honestly believes that it is her destiny and it's just, it, it's inevitable and you can't stop the inevitable. I mean, one, well, and she's got her training like, camp let's, down. Let's also change gears here real fast on that. No one works harder than Jessica. She goes wherever yeah. she has to go to get training. She come, she comes up here to the northeast. She goes and tra- goes and trains with, uh, you know, uh, Ray Longo and them uh, up in up in New York. She she brings yeah. some of, some of the best fighters in the world down down to her camp. She already has, you know, guys like Stipe uh, Miocic uh, in her camp there. You know, she has. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, another UFC fighter she's training with today. I forget. I, I forget. His, I forget his name off the top of my head. She was just tweeting about it. But she 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 does whatever she has to do to 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 be the best. And mm-hmm. uh, you now in her last fight, you can absolutely see her the her footwork, her speed, her striking. It's all starting to come together. You have to remember before that Jess came to the UFC, she wasn't even a bantamweight. She is finally getting no, she, up to the, where she belongs yeah. to be. She is finally, you yeah, know, she was one twenty-five. Yeah. So like, like, like she was fighting ten pounds a, lighter that than that. So yeah. it's scary, and in a good way because I, I'm looking. Everyone, I, I'm, I'm definitely on Bar Nation. I love me some Ronda Rousey. I like and respect Captain Gano, but I mean, I, I'm definitely falling in love with uh, Jessica I as the, potentially the next. Bantamweight champion in the UFC. That's I. I just feel it's inevitable. I believe, as as uh, her catchphrase is, uh, it's it's more than I believe. She's the you know. Uh, what what does Rhonda say? That she's the reason, and Jeff says that she's the purpose. So, yep. 
intuition and probably a little, you know, wishful thinking because I, I want good things to happen to Jessica I because she is amazing. She's a, a super awesome person inside and outside the cage. And uh, speaking of which, like I said, I, I was sending her some more cards probably next week, and I, I have two of them I'm going to send to you so you can give them away on cage side submissions. So that'll right, little awesome, brother. little present for my buddy. Like I, I got a dozen of them. And so I'm going to let her keep five like I did the last time. I sent her like ten, and I she sent me back five, and she kept five to give away. So I'm sending out a dozen. I'll give you two. I'll keep probably three, and I'll let her give away eight. So <laughs> that'll be good. But before we well, let out good to have here, people like us in the MMA community to give back to these fans who who, uh, who are insane about their about their fighters. Yeah, that's. I mean, hey, and the last one was Chris Haas out of, out of Texas. He got the the, the last Jess guy uh, card that I sent him, and, and that he was our, it. Uh, hey, he was that that was our caller last night, by the way. Oh, okay. that was him. I, I'll, I'll have to give him some shit then. Part, ooh, that's I think that's the first time anyone swore on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Anyway. Oh, Chris got him all hot. Look at that bomb. Yep, broke the seal. But uh. <laughs> We, well, we're actually, it's, it's 11:31. Isn't that in overtime? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run a little bit into overtime. We got That's the wild thing about Blog Talk Radio. They generally give us about 10 minutes, sometimes as much as 15. And we talked about I've so much. Gone, there are I've two gone things that I just, but you but you but you have a you well, have a, a basic. I have a free account. You have a yeah. yeah I have. Yeah. Yeah, I just have the free account, so they give us about 15 minutes. So it, it could be sometimes it's only 10. So I, w- I want to get into this. There's, it's basically it's the uh, we might not get into UFC 187 and 189, but I definitely want to talk about the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission hearing in conjunction with the the, the UFC uh, press conference this week and how it deals with Anderson Silva and other fighters because uh, today. Uh, the amazing uh, best in the business, Karen Bryant at MMA Heat, they posted uh, a comment Anderson Silva did today, and he said, in respect to my fans, I will not say anything about who I am or what I, have, I went through to get here. What matters to me now is the respect from those who have followed my career. I bleed, I bled, struggled, and fought because I love, love it and because I always wanted to honor the flag of the country I love so much. I don't know what to apologize for because I am still waiting for the results and analysis from the specialists that are working to reveal the truth. Everything that I took since my injury are being analyzed. I, I look to the truth as much as all those who were surprised with the results. I always played clean. I was never a cheater. In 18 years of my career, I never had a problem with exams in and out of the octagon, I never slipped up in compliance with the principles that always guided me. With much honor and dignity, I defended my country wherever I fought. I never used any substance to better my performance in my fights. I love what I do, and I would never risk what it took, what I took so long to build. I think that the hurry some people have to condemn me is unfair. The time it takes to destroy a reputation is infinitely infinitely less than that is taken to build it. I am the one who is most eager to settle this situation. I want those who have always supported me to know that I am still fighting for all the sad happenings of this situation to be cleared. 
Um, considering that, I mean, the results were in, from what I understand. I mean, they had three tests. Supposedly the middle one, he was clean, but the first one pre-fight and the one post-fight revealed that he did have steroids, uh, testosterone, and then uh, I believe it was uh, medication for anxiety and insomnia. So it, it's it's kind of like with the flake gate and the, the Patriots trying to say that they're waiting on results. The results seem to be out. But what are your thoughts on that? Because uh, I know you said you had some, some clear thoughts and, I mean, I'm not trying to condemn yeah, like, the guy, but my, I mean... My, my big thing is I, I don't believe uh, Anderson Silva uh, uh, knowingly did, did anything to try to take uh, uh, advantage inside the cage. I believe that mm-hmm. coupled with the fast turnaround and the, the the severely broken leg, what is the first thing they give you for a broken bone in the hospital? <laughs> steroids. Oh, yeah, you're going to get steroids and you're going to have some test. At his age, he probably had some PRT also. I don't think I don't think well yeah, we, we didn't hear anything about you know any any type of PRT in the system it was just the uh, the anabolic agent and uh, well like you know like he said you know it's not something he is he's always been a, a manner of honor he, he would never want to disrespect yeah. his uh, his countrymen his, this sport or anything like that uh, I firmly believe it was just something that was done for uh, a rehabil- uh, rehabilitation needs more than anything and just it wasn't mm-hmm. you know. Coupled that with the fact that he came back 13 months after the injury, where you normally see uh-huh. guys that take them closer to, you know, a year and a half, two, three years before they get back to active competition after a severe injury like that. I think. Yeah. Oh, he was walking on it 30 days later, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, like, like I, 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 and it's probably because of the steroids. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I posted an article about it today once I saw this, and it said, look, there, you had a grace period. Of course, you know, the guy's got a titanium rod in his leg. Of course, you had to take some steroids. Uh, but there's a point. You, he chose to come back sooner than he probably should have. Maybe so. So I think the UFC said, hey, you're healthy. You're ready to go. Let, let's, uh, let, yeah. you know, let's, uh, let's set this fight up with, uh, with Diaz. So. Yeah, I mean the other the other aspect of it is is um, sometimes, and I'm not saying this is the case here. This is just me trying to extrapolate on this. But in the past, other uh, Brazilian fighters have had they've used the excuse that hey, I didn't know what was being put in my body. I trusted the doctors, such as like Bigfoot Silva, Vitor Belfort, uh, Cyborg. She well, so they, they were Bigfoot like they Silva tested, is the only person you name that has a legitimate. Right to have yeah. any type of 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 uh, well TRT. Let let's be clear. Oh, yeah. TRT in his system, yeah. not any anabolic. Yeah. Agent. And the anabolic agent is mm-hmm. is is his own his own uh, his own you know ignorance. I guess I'll say it that way. But you know he. Yeah. Is, I mean, I, I've talked to many many. Yeah, I've talked to to doctors about this. The only one who probably should have a a, a, a therapeutic use exemption for testosterone replacement therapy is Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Yeah, yeah, because of his, his medical situation. But, I mean, but all three of those are, are, have said in the past, like, hey, I trusted the people that were with me. I didn't know what they were injecting into my body, which is a crazy situation. You've got to be proactive in that. If you're doing any kind of rehab or you're under any kind of medication therapy, whether it be injections or pills or, or topical creams or whatever, you should investigate what is going on, especially if you're a fighter. Because what you don't know 
could come back to haunt you, as with Cyborg, you know, and, and definitely with Vitor and that, and uh, Vanderlei Silva. You know, they, they were like, oh, I don't know what, what was being put into me. I trusted them. Well, you can't do that. So maybe it was a situation with he was trusting the people around him and, and he just didn't ask. Maybe he didn't ask on purpose or maybe he just didn't ask because he trusted them or what. But it's kind of hard to to say that, you know, you didn't, you know, you didn't do it if it's it, two out of the three. Te- that, and the weird one is well, how can it happen with the middle one came clean? You would think that if two out of three are bad, it would be the first two and not the third one. Or the you know you wouldn't have it jump like that, but I mean it, it's kind of interesting. And it, the, the other aspect of this is that if you notice how during that press conference, both uh, Lorenzo and uh, Dana White were saying they're advocating the WADA standard, which is two-year uh, suspension for first-time offenders of PEDs. But they were also advocating that this doesn't take place until July 1st which is when, you know, also when the Reebok deal comes in. But that's, you know, so what that kind of does is that gave uh, a grace period so that Anderson Silva isn't called the task under this, you know, they're, they're doing that, what do they call that, the uh, call, to, call to action. Testing call to action is what they called it. But they're asking for it in July so that whatever happens with Anderson Silva doesn't fall under that blanket. And that, that kind of goes with, I think his name was Lawrence, um, Keith Lawrence or whatever it was, the uh, the lawyer for the UFC was saying how he made an interesting comment, and I posted about it, that regardless of what happens with Anderson Silva, the UFC is going to stick by him because of, you know, what he's done for them in the past. And it, the way he said it is just like the first thing I thought of was, wow. For, that, for somebody because, who's made this company millions upon millions of dollars, yeah. can you blame them the, for, for you, know, you, know, you know, live by the yeah. gun, die by the gun type of mentality on, on this one? I, I can't. I it was can't just strange blame him for that. It's not like he went out and I, murdered I, I can, people or something like that. I mean, he, he exactly, you know, yeah. we're, I, yeah. we all make mistakes. Yeah, it, it wasn't like, with, you know, with the Patriots and uh, was, you know, like that where the guy <laughs> came in jail for killing somebody. Huh? <laughs> I, I always got to bring up the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, I can understand that, but it was just, it was so weird how they were blocking that thin line behind we're going to stick behind Anderson even if he gets, you know, gets found out that he did take the steroids and that, and, and or, and then, but we're going to be tough on, on that. Because, I mean, they said some pretty amazing things. Like, if, if a champion gets caught with PEDs, they're going to advocate a two-year suspension where in Nevada it's usually a nine-month suspension for a first-time uh, offense. But they're, they're going to advocate the two-year WADA standard and if it is a champion, they're going to have to strip the belt and go with uh, finding a new champion. So, I mean, it's just but here's it's the strange thing. how they, here's they were the trying to walk that, 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 one. that one, Jeff. How can they suspend someone who is not an actual employee? The fighters that fight for the UFC are, are like subcontracted you know, employees. So how can you suspend somebody yeah, that is not your actual employee? There's still a lot of things that need to be uh, situated before this thing well, those grand. contracts, those, from what I understand, I remember the one time how uh, I think it was Roy Nelson was trying to talk to Shane Carwin the one time on, on The Ultimate Fighter or something like that, and, and he was like, he was that contract is like 500 pages long. The, the UFC contract is incredibly detailed and complicated, and, and I mean, that, that's how they ended up. They got John Jones, you know, they fined him for violating the code of conduct, you know, because of the cocaine thing. 
You know, they, they, it wasn't carbon. in competition testing, but they could get him yeah, for the code of conduct is so vague that that's, that's how they do it. You as a promotion need to stand up and, and hold your athletes to to a higher ground, regardless of, of of the fact that knowing that you could only have to hit him with a twenty five uh you know, twenty five k fuck, which went to whatever charity or whatever. That means nothing to me. It you know I, I I've yeah. been a one of the biggest you know cheerleader for John Jones in the past. But I can't stand behind from this one. He got he got off with I wouldn't even call it a slap on the wrist. He more got like flicked. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I mean barely, yeah. I, I remember Chris Davis you know, getting nailed for 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 uh, for you know you know additional things outside of uh, performance enhancing drugs, and he was fucking buried. Excuse my language, but he yeah. was buried for it. And and yeah. and we all I mean, know how much Dana loves that first the the cast of the first season of The Ultimate Fighter, and he still buried yeah, buried uh, Chris for it. And he didn't yeah, even reach back I mean, out to Chris until Chris started lashing out on social media, you know, saying that he was broke, he was selling his memorabilia, and this that, and the third. And that's when finally they kind of like you know, you know, said you know here we're going to help you with this, we're going to help you with that. But it was just that, that's why just one I, of those things. Like it shouldn't matter if you're a champion, if you're uh, yeah. if, if you're a needle mover, if you're you know you know you're you're charismatic with the fans, whatever. You should all be held to the same standard as you know the guy on the top of the card should be held to the same standard as the guy on the bottom of the card. There should be no difference. Yeah. Which which is what I said in that article today. You know, I want to see. You know, next month we'll see whatever happens with the Anderson Silva at the Nevada State Athletic Commission hearing. The UFC does. Are they going to walk the walk now that they talk the talk? You know, they they set the thing. We're going to be tough on this. Are they going to follow through? And I mean, like you said, like Dana White even mentioned it. Yeah, it's a risk versus reward thing. You know, they're saying a champion, John Jones, is is going to get fined minimal compared to Ashley Evan Smith who got fined thirty percent of her eight thousand dollar fight purse. That's like twenty four hundred dollars that she just got taken away from her. You know, and she lost the fight. She's probably, you know, she's suspended for nine months from uh, Nevada, so she's not going to be able to fight. You know, that well, affected yeah, her much more deeply we're, we're than about, yeah, John you're Jones. Suspended people for two years, right? Or if if she yeah. happens to use that diuretic again, are you going to suspend her for two years? Because I don't think that that uh, something like that should fall in, into that category. You know, like the same thing well, with, with her, with uh, Nick Diaz. I don't feel that. If he pops again for marijuana, I feel that he shouldn't be held into that category as well. I believe he should be held yeah. solely for performance-enhancing drugs, not just whatever yeah. they yeah, deem I, to be an illegal substance. Yeah, they, they should they should have a differentiation between banned and illegal substances, for one. And also, like you were saying, between performance-enhancing and, say, a diuretic. I think the problem with Ashley Evans-Smith wasn't so much about the diuretic. It was about what she put on the application and what she put in her statement about that. Because the one commissioner was saying how Ashley said that she wasn't taking any supplements. And then in her after statement, whenever she, they were asking for her, her side of it, she said, yes, yeah, she was taking supplements. And then she tried to say that the, the diuretics she got could only be got in Canada. And the commissioner herself used that supplement. And she said, I've never gone to Canada. I get it here in, in Nevada. So it was more that her response, what she didn't tell them, and how she kind of either didn't understand what she was saying or 
possibly confused the truth, we'll say. I don't want to say she lied. We'll say maybe she confused the truth. And they were getting her for the cover-up more than the actual infraction, which is sad. But um, we're getting down to probably the unknown time frame here. So I'm going to let you give a shout-out to all your sponsors and give your links so that people can check out Cage Side Submissions. And then we're gonna we'll close out the show. I do appreciate you coming in. It's been an amazing forty some minutes, so uh I'll let you take us out. All right. Well, first and foremost, th- yeah, thanks for having me on, on today, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for always uh filling in for me when, whenever I need help over over on Kate Side Submissions. If you guys want to come check us out, we're uh we're on Block Talk Radio, Kate Side Submissions every Thursday from eight to ten PM Eastern time. Uh, you can also check us out on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher. We're also available on the BJJ Video Vault app. You can also check out uh, cool. uh, upcoming shows and, and past episodes on uh, com as well. Speaking of Kate Submissions, going to be looking for some writers soon. Hint, hint, Jeff. <laughs> for for hey, the website, I'm willing to help out. If anybody wants to uh, wants to write for, write for us, send me a, a DM on, on Twitter. At, at uh, CSS Radio, send me an email, my double zero chord eighty one at.